What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, big shout out, you know, for everybody that realized if you're listening on Spotify, uh, you can actually rate the show now on Spotify. Thank you guys all for rating it on iTunes. Absolutely insane that we actually hit a hundred reviews on iTunes, but even crazier, it's a hundred five star reviews, which is absolutely insane. I can't thank you guys enough, but now you can go over to Spotify. If you don't listen on Spotify, you can leave us a review there. I don't ask for five-star reviews. Leave a true and honest review of what you think of this podcast. It truly, truly does help the growth of this podcast. Even if you give it a one-star review, at least I know. Uh, Unfortunately, on Spotify, you can't actually put, like, why you gave it a one-star review. There's no option. (laughs) There is no option to actually put that on there, Um, but... It's good to know if, like, someone is hating the show. I mean, I would like to know. But (laughs) either way, thank you guys so much. It means a lot to me. But first, I got to get to a sponsor of the show. If you guys know me, you guys see my streams. Uh, One of my, you know, longtime partners, Gamer Advantage, who also sponsored the charity last year. I am absolutely in love with these glasses. I used to wear the old gamer glasses, you know, the yellow tint, everything like that. You got to be aware of those. They make claims without having the right tech to help you. Gamer Advantage has the right tech to help you with LEDs, the blue light that comes off of it, you know, blue light triggers the melatonin production in our bodies, uh, it helps you sleep, it, you know, it stops headaches, and it stops uh, you know, eye strain and stuff like that. I am a huge, huge, huge endorser of Gamer Advantage. You guys can check them out for yourselves, GamerAdvantage.com. You guys can use my code Glock, G-L-O-C-K, to get... 10% off at checkout and that 10% goes towards charity. So if you guys do buy a pair of glasses, you guys are actually supporting charity as well. Again, these glasses have helped me tremendously. We spend so much time in front of technology, you know, in front of our computer screens, gaming or doing our, our work. Trust me, try them and you will not be disappointed. Again, it's gameradvantage.com. Use code Glock at checkout. G-L-O-C-K. All right. Well, here we go. I, you know, we, uh, we talked about how to use social media before we've gotten into this, but a lot of questions have been coming through on Instagram, especially after I, I announced on my Instagram story to follow me on different social medias. People are asking, oh, are you leaving this social media? First of all, no, I'm not leaving Instagram, I'm not leaving Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I am not fans of these big tech companies and what they do. And we're going to get into a little bit of that in a little bit, but um, I, I'm not endorsing anybody like leave them for good. It is good to be on these platforms and stuff like that, but people are finding alternatives to go to. And I mean, I don't disagree with it. So people were asking me like where they should go. What's the variant of what variant? Um, so number one platform that a lot of people are getting on. If you guys listen to that Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Robert Malone, uh, they talked about a website called Getter. It's spelled G E T T R. Uh, Getter is basically a variant of, tw- of Twitter it is a free speech platform. And a lot of these platforms I'm going to tell you guys about are, you know, quote, free speech platforms. And why do we say that? So let me, before I even get into what Getter is, let me explain something to you guys. So you guys have heard about, you know, or probably have seen on social media, people tagging things, saying they're not true. They're not this. They're not that. You know, they, they call them fact checkers, but in fact, they're not ac- actually fact checkers. And I'm going to read an article from the New York Post, which is obviously not a right-leaning uh, conspiracy theory, uh, you know, news, news platform, whatever. But Facebook admits the truth. Fact checks are really just opinion. Uh, that's the title of the article. It says Facebook finally admitted the truth. The fact checks, 
quote air quotes you guys can't see that uh the fact checks that social media use to police what americans read and, and watch are just opinion that's thanks to the lawsuit brought by celebrated journalist john stossel which has exposed uh supposed battle against quote misinformation as a farce uh stossel posted a pair of videos that touched the third rail of liberal politics uh you know as climate change or climate change Neither question whether climate change is real, but each talked about other issues, namely forest management using technology to adapt. Yet the third party that Facebook contracts to review these pieces, science feedback, flagged them as false or our favorite, quote, lacking context. Why? Science feedback didn't like Stossel's tone. That is, <laughs> that is, you can't write anything about climate change unless you say it's the worst disaster in history of humanity and we must spend trillions of dollars to fight it. For this, Facebook bans or minimizes Stossel's reporting, depriving him of readers and revenue. Then when sued, Facebook throws up his hands and says, not our problem. His real beef is with science feedback. You see, we wash our hands of it. As for that, quote, fact check uh, label we slapped on your on your piece. Uh, in Facebook's response to Stossel, it argues, well, that's protected opinion under the First Amendment. The Post has faced the same gauntlet too many times. In February 2020, we published a column by uh, Stephen Mosher asking if COVID-19 leaked from the Wuhan lab. This was labeled false by Facebook's fact checkers. Of course, those supposed, quote, independent scientific reviewers relied on a group of experts who had a vested interest in dismissing that theory, including EcoHealth, which had funded the Wuhan lab. When Twitter, quote, fact, I love how every, every time it says fact checking, it has air quote or it has quotes around it and blocked the post stories about Hunter Biden's laptop as hacked materials, what was the basis? Nothing. It was hacked. The company's staff just wanted an excuse. Guess they didn't like our tone. In both these cases, our fact checks were lifted, but only after it no longer mattered. The fact check industry is funded by, by liberal moguls such as George Soros, government-funded nonprofits, and the tech giants themselves. The checkers are not the unbiased arbiter, arbiters of truth. They are useful distractions. Groups Facebook can use to absolve, absolve itself of responsibility. Wow, I can't read, man. Jeez. <laughs> I'm having an issue. Free speech be damned is what it ends with. I'm going to read one more article here. It's from Manila Bulletin. U.S. court documents show fact checkers are actually opinion checkers. In a world where social media is already a part of our daily lives, two things do exist. Misinformation and disinformation. False, inaccurate, or misleading information is misinformation, while something deliberately deceptive is considered disinformation. I already lost count of the number of times Facebook tagged uh, certain people's posts on my timeline as either false, inaccurate, or misleading information. I see it every day when I am when when they are just quoting reliable news sources. So we thought, well, it is their platform, and I am just a user uh, therein. Well, someone took a stand. And challenge the way Facebook does its quote fact checking and court documents submitted reveals some in intriguing things. In September of 2021, American TV presenter uh, John Stossel sued Facebook, uh, science feedback, climate feedback. Yeah, I'm going to skip through this. I already just read that in the last article. The complaint states in last year, Stossel posted two short videos that were deemed uh, misleading and also false. Uh, defendant publicly announced that Stossel's reporting had a failed fact check. Uh, in an article written by Stossel and published by Fremont News Messenger, December 4th, 2021, he said, Facebook often censors things that should, should, should be talked about. I sympathize with Facebook. Some users spread lies, which is true, 
but there's no way Facebook can police all the posts. So it does destructive things like partnering with Pointer Institute fact checkers. The Pointer Institute for Media Studies is a nonprofit journalism school and research organization based in St. Petersburg, Florida. The school owns Tampa Bay Times and International Fact Checking Network. They also operate PolitiFact. Uh, with Facebook admitting that their so-called fact checkers merely rely on opinions, perhaps it, perhaps it is time for social media network to relabel them as opinion checkers from here on out. So the reason I'm reading you these articles is because Facebook had to actually go to court and so if you don't understand, you know, I'm going to sum this up for you real fast. Instead of Facebook taking um, full on blame for being wrong on certain things, like how many times, I mean, you guys may know a lot of people that post a lot of things about like the Wuhan lab leak. Like we were saying this back in 2020 and they were calling, you know, people that were saying conspiracy theorists, they were being fact checked, they were being suspended from Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there, were, there were people that were banned for saying that. And then now here we are in 2022 and we all know that is 100% factual. They've admitted it. So number one, where's the apology? Where are the, the uh, Why aren't their accounts unbanned? Um, basically what happened was in court, they basically pushed to the side and said, oh, well, we hired a third party company to come in and do the fact checking. But in reality, they're not actually fact checking. It's more like their opinion. They basically didn't like what you said. So they basically flagged it and they, they ruin your algorithm. They ruin your reach. They ruin, you know, they can suspend you, ban you, whatever. Um, they're not actually fact checking any of this stuff. They don't even know exactly what they're doing other than, oh, you know what? The person reading it. Uh, has this ideology so they're gonna say this is false when in fact it could be true we don't know um so when you're talking about free speech platforms which platforms i'm gonna get into in a minute uh what that means is they don't flag anything as disinformation you're not you can go out there and say your opinion and not have to be worried about being banned being suspended whatever um and i know a lot of people that do have a problem with misinformation but the problem is we don't really know what mis what's the misinformation that and that's one thing I, I don't understand um and obviously a lot of it has to do with covid it has to do with you know vaccines and this and that and we all are relying on the experts help and the funny the funny part about that i think is really you know really hilarious um so i, I talk about that robert malone interview with joe rogan a lot because if you guys know who robert malone is uh he is one of the creators of the nine mRNA vaccines, uh, he's basically basically the creator of it, or like knows the science behind it, helped create it. So this is one of the experts we should be looking at and what he says, because everyone kept saying, trust the doctor, trust the science and blah, 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 blah. Um, how can you say that when someone who actually has like the most merits and the most knowledge, we just write them off as crazy conspiracy theorists, uh, they're nuts, you know, they're idiots or whatever, but there's no actual fact behind those statements because we are not scientists. We are not doctors. We are not doing the research ourselves. We don't even know how to look at the research. We're just listening to their expertise. Um, so how can, you know, Dr. Robert Malone, who is behind this, um, you know, vaccine, who is not, by the way, if you guys have not watched the, the podcast with him on there, I will say for you guys all wondering, he is not anti-vaccine. He, or he's not even anti-COVID vaccine. Um, he just basically gives us the actual truth on the studies behind it. Um, things that have happened and gone wrong with it. 
Um, he is he he is for the vaccine. He's not for boosters, and he's not for vaccinating children. And he and I'm, I can't get into it. It's a three hour episode, and it's a very long podcast, but very well worth a listen. Again, Dr. Robert Malone on Joe Rogan's podcast. You, you know, if you have time, go give it a listen. But how is this guy? one of the most merited guys in that discussion. And because Twitter didn't like what he had to say about vaccinating children, they banned him from Twitter. There's no fact checker out there that has more knowledge, you know, than this doctor. So who are you to say that he is wrong and ban him from your platform? That's where we're getting at. That's exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about this biased misinformation or, you know, suppression of speech and stuff like that. That's exactly what, you know, the problem is Um, when the experts do speak up and do give their opinion on research they've actually done and work they've actually done. You have big tech conglomerates like just silencing them um, just because they don't like what they have to say, which is completely wrong. Um, they they should not be protected by Section 230, especially when they use their platform to try and interfere interfere with elections or information or whatever. Um, so people are go, trying to go to other platforms to where they can get more information or just be free to post certain things. So Getter, as I talked about before, I got really off on a tangent there, and I apologize for that. <laughs> this is not a scripted show, guys. I'm not a professional. I'm not a journalist or anything like that. So I go into these, I go into these shows and just start talking. Um, but Getter again, G E T T R is a variant of Twitter. It looks, in my opinion, almost exactly not exactly like Twitter. It's a little bit different, but um, you have your profile. It's a timeline. Instead of uh, 144 characters, you have 777, so you can make a lot longer posts. Um, but you don't have to worry about anything that you post on there. Now, we first saw that. Now, again, I'm on Getter. I do like Getter a lot. I just made a profile, so when you guys see it, no, I don't have that many followers on there. Uh, but you guys can follow me on Getter. It's at Glock9, uh, G-L-O-C-K-N-9-N-E. Uh, go check that one out. But the first one that really came out that was a Twitter variant was uh, Parler. I don't know if you guys remember Parler. Uh, you guys can go to Parler.com, P-A-R-L-E-R. Uh, Parler came out first, uh, like about a year ago now when Trump got banned from Twitter, they basically already had it in the works. Uh, they created, they, they basically became popular cause everyone was going over there. It was also, let me mind you, it was infested by a bunch of people that were going over there trying to say that it was a, uh, conspiracy theorist, uh, right wing terrorist, uh, platform and people were posting like, they were not real account. A lot. I'm gonna say a lot of them because there might have been some real ones. I don't want to give you guys misinformation, but there was a lot of like people posting the same exact post of like very hateful, terroristic, racist stuff, trying to prove a point. Like, oh, look at this platform. It's all racist and all this and all that. And you can obviously tell like when you look. Like all you had to do was like uh, copy and paste their their. Uh, it's called a parley. <laughs> it's called a parley. It's not. It's not a tweet. Uh, all you do is copy and paste their parley, put it in the search bar, and then you see like 200 different accounts posted the same exact thing. Um, well, the problem that Parler had was, again, when we talk about this big tech control, um, they were hosting their servers for Parler on Amazon servers. So Amazon decided to step in and say, oh, there's a lot of terrorists and racism on your platform, so we're going to take you off the servers until you clean it up because 
number one, Parler was not a multi-billion dollar company, um, did not have hundreds and hundreds of people doing moderation. It was a very small company at the time and had like 12 employees in there. They were not ready. They were not ready for the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people that went over there. But, uh, you know, they were taken down for a while and then finally had to go go and find somebody to host their servers. That was forced free speech and stuff like that. Parlor is back. I do have a parlor account. That is also if you guys want to follow it at Glock nine. It's uh, at G.L.O.C.K.N.9.N.E. Um, I try to use all of them. I'm basically I post the same things on there that I post on Twitter when I make a, a post on one of the major platforms. I usually just copy and paste it to the other one so you can follow wherever you want. Um, but again, it's, it's another, um, it's another, you know, free speech, you know, Twitter variant platform that everyone's kind of finding their way to Dan Bongino is a big investor behind it. You guys know, I like Dan Bongino a lot. Um, but I mean, it's worth, it's worth checking out, going and make an account. The, the other big one, the other big one that people are really on right now, because if you guys know, really funny, um, YouTube, people don't realize about YouTube is a very, big censorship platform if they don't like what you're posting uh and for example it's actually really funny so they, they like to take down a lot of things especially like podcasts and stuff like that of people's opinion they don't like uh for example like steven crowder has been taken down a bunch of times uh but now when bryson gray made that song i don't know if you guys heard it, it was called let's go brandon if you guys don't know what let's go brandon means i think you're living under a rock honestly it's a it's a nationwide in, inside joke um, but Bryson Gray made the song Let's Go Brandon in the very beginning of the song he plays a clip of Joe Biden himself again Joe Biden himself saying if you get the COVID vaccine you will not get COVID uh, basically guaranteeing you literally guaranteeing you if you get this vaccine you will not get COVID which is obvious misinformation we all knew it was a lie when he said it we all know it's a lie now especially with everybody everybody and their mom and grandma and aunt and uncle everybody getting Omicron um, YouTube actually took down their music video because of medical misinformation because they put the president of the United States in the beginning of that video um, but they're not taking down other videos of people that are actually still saying this it was taken down because they didn't like the let's go Brandon thing they didn't like disrespecting Joe Biden blah 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 um, but the act you can actually go on there on YouTube and look up Joe Biden's speech of him actually saying that, but they actually took down this music video for using the same clip for medical misinformation, which I think is highly hilarious. But the other platform people are going to is rumble.com. It's R-U-M-B-L-E. Uh, rumble.com is basically, um, uh, it's basically a YouTube almost people, you know, I, I think more podcasts are on there than anything. Uh, when I look at it, uh, but you know, they have a lot of different, they actually just hit record numbers, um, pretty insane when you actually look at this. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll read this little article here for you um, from January 11th. Rumble announces record growth, growth, the best week ever for user engagement. Uh, it says if you if if you're tired of censorship, cancel culture, and erosion of civil liberties, uh, Rumble is the place is the place to go for free speech. On Tuesday, free speech uh, video sharing platform Rumble announced that it had reached new highs in terms of user engagement in the week ending of January 9th. According to a blog post by the company, it recorded the highest weekly video bandwidth consumption as well as the highest number of videos posted in a week. These records come shortly after Dan Bongino's Rumble channel reached 2 million subscribers. 
for the uh, more than double his his uh, subscription on YouTube. Sorry, I, I'm telling you, I can't read it. I'm sorry. Uh, last week, Senator Rand Paul announced he was dropping YouTube for Rumble. Rumble is an alternative to YouTube that is preferred by those who are tired of big tech censorship. Per its website, Rumble is a high growth neutral video platform that is creating the rails of or an independent infrastructure designed to immune to cancel culture. Rumble's mission is quote is to restore the internet to its roots by making it free and open to everybody again. So, for example, I'm gonna get you know. I, I'm going to get, I'm, I might get a lot of hate for this and stuff like that. But I'm going to give you guys an example. People know, you know, I have certain moral values. Um, I've talked about it before on stream where I, I agree, you know, we all should agree that no matter what somebody's political opinion is, whatever their sexual orientation is, uh, they should all be respected and treated with respect no matter what. That's one thing I truly, I truly do believe in. I may not agree with you, doesn't mean that I don't like you. Um, and I, I think I deserve that same respect back. You know, one of the biggest problems nowadays plaguing, um, you know, not even, I wouldn't even say this country, it's the entire world, is the inability to have a conversation and agree to disagree. And I'm going to give you the one of the biggest arguments that, you know, people like to get, in, get into with me, um, which we're seeing a lot of is, you know, this whole transgender movement where, um, a lot of these men are saying that they feel like women and they want to convert to women and this and that, uh, people have asked my opinion on that. And I've been very open with it where I don't agree. I don't agree when you start taking estrogen and doing this. I don't even care if you actually have the surgery to, you know, very bluntly just cut it off or whatever. Um, you're not a woman in my eyes. You never will be. You don't have the chromosomes of a woman and you know, I, I'm sorry. Uh, that's my opinion. But here's the thing, though. Do I think any lesser of you as a human being? Absolutely not. And no one should. Um, but you can't sit there and force somebody to believe what you believe. The same way I'm, I am a devout Christian who believes in, who believes in the Bible and what the Bible says and stuff like that. You don't have to agree with that. I'm not going to sit there and smack you in the face of my Bible till you believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but the same way you shouldn't try to, you know, be in my face about, I shouldn't believe it. I shouldn't, you know, this and that. And, and, and the transgender thing, honestly, I've always thought that way before I was even religious. I used to be, I used to be an atheist growing up, uh, but I don't want to get too far into that. I'm just giving you an example. Um, you know, I have people in my community who have watched my, who watched my streams, big parts of my communities, uh, that are, that are, uh, gay bi. um, I know, I know gay is the same thing, but lesbian, uh, there, there's two, two that I know of that are transgender who I've actually been able to have this conversation with. And I really wish like, I mean, this is like a two year old conversation. Uh, they're still around now, but it's, I wish that we were able to get them on a podcast and have that, con that same conversation again, because it was a great conversation. Um, cause they, you know, I guess I made a comment or something like that. Um, they weren't offended by it or anything like that, but they wanted to like talk to me more about like my beliefs and stuff. So we had a private discord chat and I told them, I don't agree this and that I still respect you. I, I still love you as a person. You've been so good to me. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to offend you, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you about my true feelings towards the subject. You know, I would rather you hate me for the, the, you know, who I am than love me for someone that I'm not. 
and fake the funk and, and, and not tell you the truth, right? Um, and their, re their reception of that was great and absolutely agreed. Um, and in chat, I will call him her because uh, also, especially like on, on Twitch chat, you don't know who anybody is. So nobody actually knows exactly who I'm talking about, which is great. But I, you know, when they come in chat, I'll, I, I call her or him, her, she, whatever. Uh, they respectfully ask me to call them, but they know that I, I don't see you as a woman. Now, me saying that, if I were to post something like that on Twitter, right? If I were to post that exact statement on Twitter, guarantee you, no matter what, I guarantee somebody's already got pissed off at this podcast and probably turned it off without hearing the end argument. <laughs> Not even argument, but the end opinion. If I posted that on Twitter, guarantee you, I would be met with a lot of ridicule, a lot of nasty comments, and more than likely, I could get my account banned or suspended for, quote, hate speech. When essentially, I'm not hating anybody. I don't hate anybody. I don't hate them. I just have a disagreeing opinion. But that's the danger that we're in with social media. You know, I can go post it on Getter. I can go post it on Parler or whatever and not have to worry about it because it's my opinion. The same way I can go, you know, if I were to post something about, hey, I'm uh, you know, I, I'm questioning the COVID vaccine or whatever, the legitimacy of it or the effectiveness of it on Parler, Getter, Rumble, whatever, and nothing's going to even be looked at twice. Um, even if someone reported it, they might look at it and be like, no, it's just his opinion, whatever. But if you go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and post it on there, you're going to have your algorithm screwed to where people can't see your stuff. You're going to have a little comment at the bottom saying, get in more information here on COVID-19 vaccines or, or this statement is false or blah, 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 blah. It's the fact of the matter is on these platforms, you got to be very careful with what you post and what you say. And in my opinion, it shouldn't be that way. I agree. You know how many times I go on Twitter and I see so many people posting political stuff or COVID stuff and this and that I don't agree with. The thing that other people can't do that I'm so good at is scrolling past it. Don't even comment on it. Don't even like it. Don't even, or, or, you know, don't even just don't even unfollow them. Don't mute them. Don't block them. Just ignore it. If you're following somebody, number one, you're following them for a reason. I mean, you I mean, you know, uh, but if you follow somebody, then you find out later on, they have a certain opinion. They voted for somebody or whatever. Your opinion on that person shouldn't change. My thing is, if I know you have a good heart, and I know you're a good person. I don't care what your political standing is. I don't care what your opinion is on this or that. If we have differencing opinions. And that's what we've lost in this world today. Uh, and everyone says, oh, I believe it's free speech too. But that they always say that until that person's free speech goes against your opinion. Then you think they should not be allowed to speak at all. You think they should be deplatformed. You think they should be banned. You think that they should just go away. They're, and then the best part is, they're idiots or they're stupid or you know they don't know what they're talking about um you know it's met with a bunch of hateful comments and it's sad man it really is sad to look at the where we're at in the world nowadays i mean i'm very open i mean i i honestly would say um i'm very i i uh, i may even say sometimes i come off as disrespectful because i'm so open with my opinions uh, like for example, I pissed a lot of people off the other day on Facebook, man. <laughs> I pissed a lot of people off on Facebook, uh, when Bob Saget died. And number one, Bob Saget's a great comedian, very dark comedian. People don't realize that about him. He hosted America's Funniest Home Videos. He was on Full House. Great actor. Um, from what all of his peers say, he's a great person. But I made a comment about people 
idolizing, basically people idolizing um, celebrities. And my, I can't really do it word for word, but it basically said the sad part about society nowadays is if you, your mom walks in your room and tells you, hey, just so you know, grandma passed away or your aunt passed away or something like that. Most of the time it's met with, oh, that sucks. What happened? Like you're not freaking out. But then it's met, and then all of a sudden, you know, one of these celebrities dies, and it's like, oh my God, Betty White? Oh, Bob Saget? I love them. And I was like, you don't know them. Oh, man. It was, I, I, I got to say, after all the things that I've posted on COVID or I've talked about politically or whatever, I have not pissed off or offended anybody more than that video. My God. I had people sending me like their wife's life story of how like they grew up and they saw Danny Tanner as or Bob Saget as like a father figure because their father wasn't around. You don't know what the impact that celebrities have on you. I'm like, oh, my God. Number one, stop idolizing TV characters. Number one, they're not real. They're actors. I mean, you know, these you know, these movies aren't real, right? Like, And number two, in re I mean, to be very blunt, I would say disrespectful why would I give a f about someone I don't know's life story? Like, I'm sorry that your wife went through that. That really sucks, man. But like to try and use that as an argument for me to almost like, almost like you're asking me to apologize for what I said. I'm like, you guys act like you guys acted or not you guys, but they acted like I like pissed on their grave or something. Like I really disrespected them as human beings. I'm like, that's not even what happened. That's not even close to what happened. I was just saying, like, it's crazy how these people will have more, like, sadness towards a celebrity they never met and doesn't even know that they exist than their own family member that they, you may have only seen them at Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving, but that's still your family member. And you'll hear that they passed away and you're like, ah. Oh. But then you hear about, you know, John Madden, Bob Saget, Betty White, and you lose your effing minds. And then you, and then you like defend it like they're real people. Like I'm sorry, not that they're real people. But like you know this person as a real like, like you personally know Bob Saget. You've never met the man. He doesn't even know you exist, and you are offended that I made a joke, more or less a joke about it. But you know, a joke hit it with some seriousness in it. But you're basically just proving my point. It was pretty crazy to see, man. I ain't, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Like to see the way that that was perceived was kind of shocking in my opinion. Um, but like it was met with so much emotion and like disrespect towards me. And it's like, okay, like I get what you're saying, but you don't have to get mad at me about it, you know? But again, you gotta be careful what you post nowadays because people get offended at everything. So that's where it's like, you know, your audience may be on Getter. It may be on Parler because you can't post what you want on Twitter because it gets met. Man, I, I made a post about a new Twitch feature where new viewers can like highlight their message and like announce themselves to the um, community. I was like, and I said, I can't wait for all the self highlight or, or self promo highlighted messages. And like people were like, yo, yo, you can just ban the terms of uh streamer and live and this and that and but you know it's not that hard and i was like whoa like easy there bud like calm down you know it's like i you're always going to get more hateful comments than you ever are going to get encouraging comments and that's one thing i think i've talked about before you guys need to learn about social media is just like 
If I eat at a restaurant, this is the best example I can give you guys. If I go to eat at a restaurant I've never been to, right? And the food is the best food I ever ate in my freaking life. Um, let's say I order a steak and it's the most juiciest, tender steak I've ever had in my entire life. I'm going to maybe tell some friends about it and stuff like that, but I'm not going on Yelp to leave them a five-star review. And most people aren't either. Some people will, but most people will not. Now, if I go to, or if I go to a restaurant and I order a steak medium and that thing comes out like charred, well, well done is the driest thing ever. The worst steak I ever had in my life. The server was a dick. Um, you're super overpriced, whatever. And I have the worst experience of my freaking life. You bet your butt that I, ne I never do Yelp reviews. I will be going on Yelp to give them a one-star review and a piece of my mind. And a lot of you I know can relate to exactly what I'm saying, and that's exactly how it is. You have more, you're always going to get more negative reviews than you are positive reviews. I, except for on my podcast on iTunes and Spotify, I'm just saying, but, <laughs> but that's usually how it is. When you post something on Twitter, you post something on social media, the people that are the most opinionated and actually have the most hateful opinion towards your comment are going to comment more than somebody that actually agrees with it. Now they may hit the heart button or the, or the like button, but they're not going to comment. Yeah, man, I agree with you. But the other person will not like it and make sure you know it in the comments. And then might, might, might report your, uh, your comment. But that's kind of where we're at with social media. And I, I hope I touched on all the things I wanted to touch on today because I just started recording this and just went off with it. <laughs> I just literally like it just is a topic that came up. I had a, I had a couple uh, messages in my DMs about it. And people were asking about Getter. Uh, they were asking about Parler, Rumble, and stuff like that because I'm on all those. I don't plan on posting videos on Rumble, but I do use Rumble to view videos. Um, I don't really know if there's actually a gaming... If I actually go on here and like look up Apex Legends... Oh, no, there's actually quite a bit of uh, Apex Legends content on here. I'm not going to lie, but actually quite a bit of views, too. I may have to start posting some videos on here. I mean, there's actually a pretty good community over here for video games. Not bad. So you may want to check that out on Rumble if you post gaming content. Uh, it doesn't really hurt to get your um, your content out there. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, if you are listening on Spotify or even if you don't listen on Spotify and you have Spotify, make sure you go find the Glock 9 show and give it a rating. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys all for the iTunes reviews. Again, the my links are down below. Even the Getter and the Parlor links are down below. You guys can find me on any of these platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parlor, uh, Getter. Uh, you know, you guys can get in contact with me if you guys want to hear a certain topic. Please let me know if you have a friend that wants to get on the show has an interesting topic. Have them reach out to me or yourself reach out to me. I'm looking for guests for the show. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. But as always, guys, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>